Welcome to the Salty Hair Self-Care Conversations. Join me, Claire Fole, as I chat with thought leaders, wisdom leaders and self-care believers as we explore what taking care of ourselves looks like. Hello, lovelies, and thank you for joining me today. In this conversation, I'm talking to Tamina and she leads us on this beautiful conversation which explores her self-care and her self-care as a Muslim woman. And I love Tamina's awareness um, around practices that she was already doing as part of her daily life, um, as part of her faith which she has now labelled as self-care, things like wearing hijab or praying five times a day, that where once these were something that she did because that's what she did, she has uh, she really beautifully articulates how she's realised that there are moments of, of self-connection for her through her day. And that idea of praying five times a day has has really been with me since we had this conversation a couple of months ago. I have this question, you know, self-care, is it something that we free flow and um, let it guide us each day as to what we want? And I think sometimes the answer is yes. But it was really interesting for me when this conversation happened uh, to Think about a more structured uh, approach to self-care, to having it there through the day, every day, knowing that we'll need it. So that has been one of my really big takeaways. I hope you enjoy. So welcome to the Zinzum self-care conversation. Uh, today I am welcoming my friend Tamina Esan and I'm going to introduce you to her in just one moment. Uh, but as always, I wanted to invite you, Tamina, and everyone who's joining us. Um, we're just going to open up this space by taking those three big, deep breaths together to open the space. So you can shut your eyes, you might just want to lower them just to take three mindful breaths together and we'll do this together slowly and consciously we take a big deep breath in through our nose and we let that go out through our mouth take a big deep breath in through our nose and we let that go out Take a final breath in through our nose and let that go out through our mouth. And I always love to do that as we breathe together, our hearts start to beat together. Um, And I think that is just such a beautiful symbol for what these conversations are about. And as we get started, I want to set our intention um, that this conversation will be a source of joy and source, a soul connection for us, that we explore these ideas um, around self-care, um, that these ideas might be valuable and useful for those listening, and that we will all receive what we need to and collectively feel connected and nourished. I'd like to acknowledge the Garingai people as the traditional custodians of the land where I sit. I recognise and respect their cultural heritage, beliefs and relationship with this land since time began. I pay respects to Elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge that Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders as the first people of Australia. They have never ceded sovereignty and remain strong in their enduring connection to land and culture. And so, with all the formalities done, I welcome you, Tamina. Um, I was reflecting in as I was preparing. It's less than a year since we met um, at an event which was for Muslims and non-Muslims to come together um, in a spirit of sharing and friendship and 
kind of to get to know each other better. Um, and since then, we've had lots of really beautiful conversations about life and all that that entails. Um, and I've learned so much from you. And I wanted to share some of your beautiful wisdom and insights with the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but as well as that, you're also just finishing a degree um, in advertising and communications. You do amazing work. Um, with the mosque and in different organisations in the community. And you also do amazing work supporting families um, who are going through domestic violence. So you're a busy woman, you're a wise woman, um, and it is an honour um, to have you here. So thank you and welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's so wonderful to speak to you because always, whenever we speak, we just, you know, always bounce off from each other and just, just like, I get you. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And I think that's I think that's such a beautiful point to start because um we both have kind of had this feeling that the more that we talk, us as individuals, but us as societies, that that feeling of talking and coming together, of leaning in, we realize how much we all have in common rather than what they may say about differences. Um, And that has been one of my favourite things that as we started, I started talking about self-care and you're like, oh, yeah, well, I didn't know that's what um, we kind of called it when we spoke about that at the mosque or in my life. But, yeah, I I know about that stuff too. So, um, yeah. So I guess that's kind of the first point to start off with is self-care and you. We'll dive deeper into um, and kind of wider into what self-care looks like um, within the Muslim wisdom and faith. But for you, Tamina, what does self-care mean and what does it look like in your life? Sure. So I think um, it's such an interesting um, word and I've only recently discovered it, but um, it's been kind of a transition as well for me because I've not been able to connect the two so for me self-care has always been there ever since when I was 25 and I've been practicing it but I've actually never been able to just say this is this is what it is it's self-care so um it, it's it's very interesting and I think that it's only until I've become aware of what that act means to me that I've actually been able to be like whoa, this is just, like, mind-blowing. Like, I just didn't think that this is how much um, impact it's having on me and it's just, like, for me as well. So that act of, um, the act I'm referring to, I'm sure a lot of other Muslims <clears throat> would know about it, is the prayer that we have. So mm-hmm. it's called Salah. So we have, we pray, it's a particular type of prayer that we do, um, and we do that throughout five times a day so it's kind of there is a time slot as well um depending on the moon so we have one where it's like um dawn so for example today's um prayer schedule um incorrect with the aligning with the moon with the sun is that i woke up that i had the time slot between um 5 30 all the way until sunrise particular time slot and then again the next time slot is between um what is it um it's between kind of 11 50 all the way until 2 45 okay next one is from 2 45 all the way until um 4.15 4.15 mm-hmm. and then from 4.15 all the way until um, 6.30 and then 6.30 all the way until um, the next morning. Okay. Um, and I don't think we've been um, nurturing this act as much as um, we should be because for me, act is, it, it is self-care because it's using so many different elements. Using um, my body because it's an action, 
and it's using my soul because I'm connecting to the words, the meanings, um, and it's and it's also connecting myself to spiritually, um, where I'm actually the different positions that I'm in. It's direct connection to my placement on earth, mm-hmm. um, and so it's such a humbling feeling while I'm I'm in that position, and I'm kind of like this is my self care, and it's really really strong and so um you know while I I stand in that position of prayer I kind of connect myself and I and I you know that five times a day it makes me um grateful because I'm actually structuring my whole day around those five times a day yeah so it's so spiritual knowing that oh okay my life revolves around my self-care. It doesn't, my, my life doesn't revolve around, it's not the other way around. Yeah. So um, that for me is so special. And while I'm in that position, it's really literally kind of being like shut away everything mm. you have right now and just be in this mindful position that you're in. And so getting into that routine, um, since I was in year five, it's changed because when I was little, I would use my imagination to get myself into that mood of being like, you know, seeing God or seeing um, particular elements that are religious um, and getting into that rhythm and then also transferring that later on in my life and connect and being in that state of prayer and it changes to. Okay, I'm in a state of desperation. I need God to help me with my exams. I really need this. So that five times of prayer is that moment where I can just connect and just have that, um, you know, peace of mind. And then going into now, how it's become a form of meditation, mm-hmm. where when I'm standing in that position five times a day, that I'm actually pausing in between what I'm saying. And I have Take a deep breath in and deep breath out. And one position where I'm being really connected to that element of self-care is um, we call it prostration. So it's also um, in a yoga position as well. It's the balasana, child's pose. Yep. We actually, in that ritual of prayer, we get into child pose. Mm. And that child pose for me is just gold because is just gives me so much elevation um, because of the words that I say and the humility that I'm in that position connects mm. me to a higher power um, and that sense of peace that I get within myself and the virtues of just touching the ground mm. and the head on the ground is just that element of connecting to earth and mother nature. And that energy that you just get when you're in that position. So it's it's amazing how I've just been able to tap into an art that I've been doing ever since in year six. Yeah. And labeling it as self-care and how it's transformed over time to mean something different. Um depending on, you know, where I'm at. So yeah. Thank you. Oh my goodness. I just I, I cannot wait. I'm already like, oh, my God, I can't wait to just go and write that all down. There is so much just gold in there. Um, and I don't know kind of which strand to take, but it. thank you for sharing that so generously and just thank you, you know, honouring those beautiful reflections. Um, I love that just over the weekend I was writing about routine and is it a is it a good a good thing or a bad thing? Does it kind of really hold us? Or, but I love what you said that when when things are feeling hard, it, it's it's just there. It's not a question. It's not like will I do this or won't I? This is there, and I will do it. And so it's like a beacon of hope. And then when things are feeling fantastic, it's like yes, this is my moment of gratitude. And so thank you. That feels like a real gift to just kind of. Um, anchor into that as well um and and I love 
what you, you know, about five times a day you're doing this, that it's kind of like when we're breathing at the beginning because it's not just you're doing it, it's every Muslim on earth is doing this. Like what an amazing moment of connection around the world, you know. To I, I've been to Morocco and when that call to prayer comes and, you know, the whole city just comes to pray, it, it's a profoundly, you know, you can feel the the cells in the air change or something, you know. So it's a really singular but also kind of um, everyone is as one in that moment as well. Yeah, definitely. And I think that was one of what you mentioned um, because even before we pray, it is the, the sounding that say, like, okay, this is the time to pray because it was at the beginning um, when it was the prayer was introduced to Muslims, mm. they were like, how can we inform people on when to pray? Christians have a bell that they ring it's time to pray. Mm. What are we going to use? Mm. So for us, it was the, the voice. The voice had is harmonious and that that someone would yell out or stand up on a podium. That's how it started. They would say, come to pray, come to pray. Um, and that's literally the words that you see that we say in Arabic, and it's saying that your prayer is a form of success, so come to that success. And it's it's so um, it's so amazing having that build up to and that and that um, kind of reminder as well. Like when I was going into yoga, and the yoga instructor was like, "You guys know what you're doing. You're aware of your body, but you need me to keep saying, instructing you." saying these little things because you keep your your consciousness back into the present moment yeah. and that's similar in that way as well that having that reminder or that call to prayer actually like reminds you again like and it's and for me it's it's so um it's so amazing as well like having to not go into prayer but having to have something before that so we have another ritual that we do before we pray, and that's a form of cleansing. So we go into the washroom, and there's particular um, areas that we wash. Mm-hmm. So our mouth, our nose, our face, our ears, um, our hands, and our feet. Right. And it's spiritual because we're actually tuning into, okay, let's prepare for it. Let's prepare for a cleansingness mm-hmm. before we meet or we stand in prayer, which is essentially <clears throat> a dialogue that I'm having with God in that sense that I need to be in. Um, so when when all the water drifts off um, our arms or our face, as if all the sins are being removed from our body, mm-hmm. and that's that spiritualness of being um, in a state of cleansingness mm-hmm. before we get into um, a state of, before being before performing the prayer. Yeah. It's a very very nurturing kind of feel to know not only am I cleaning myself but I'm getting rid of all the sins, all the the mistakes that I thought I um, encountered and having that all removed just like that drip of water down my... um, Yeah, it's that simple, that simple kind of, isn't it? Just... That simple and that huge, but that it's that powerful. That that's all I need to remove it. And I, as you're speaking, it, it it occurs to me that I love the 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 kind of compassion of that. This is five times a day, so it's kind of you know God saying you're going to need to you need going to get need to let go of those sins five times a day, and tomorrow, and tomorrow, and tomorrow. I I'm I'm okay with that. You know, I love you not even despite that, but because of your humanness. Like that's what I expect of you Um, and that kind of that reality. Because like you said, it's connecting both with God and with ourselves, which are all in the one thing actually, aren't they? Um, And so just that compassion that we can have for ourselves, the self-responsibility that we keep coming back to it five times a day, I come back to prayer. And that that's also compassion saying five times a day, I come back and say, here I am again. And yes, I am going to like lie, you know, um, in thanks kind of. It's 
it's amazing. Oh, I guess. Yeah, it definitely is the feeling that I get at this piece. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a lot of prophetic um, messaging and um, in the Quran as well that you have to have, you have to love yourself first. Mm -hmm. um, and then from there, you can love others. But the way that you love others is the way that you love, that you would want to be loved by yourself. Mm. Um, and it's that idea of being in a single, that we are a single soul, that we, we don't have, we, um, that there's no one race, it's just one humanity. Yeah. And that really resonates with me when I, um, when I go into the prayers, if it's in a mosque or if it's just, you know, when I'm with my friends and then Muslim and like, hey, let's pray together. Yeah. And, and shoulder by shoulder, feet by feet. And we connect and we say those words out loud together and we, we actually do the whole act together in a harmonious way. Yeah. Um, it just reinforces that idea that, you know, we are one single soul. Yeah. That it's just that one human race that we, we're, we're, we're all connected. Yeah, I've actually got goosebumps as you're saying that. The idea of coming together with friends to just do that is, is it, yeah. That's amazing. And I love that, that as I was kind of reading in preparation for today as well, I, I found those verses as well and kind of reflection saying that, you know, Allah talks about a, that we need gentleness toward all his creation, creations. And then they're like, and that includes and starts with ourselves. So it's there right at the heart of Islamic teaching that self-care is so important, um, which I love that it's, yeah, it, it, it's kind of a, a very um, practical and amazing um, teaching. Definitely. It's kind of like you can't feel that empty, but you can't feel that vessel if it's empty. You have to kind of um, kind of take in that time with yourself yeah. and fill it up. Like sometimes going into um, helping others, mm. it, it can be judgmental when you don't have that vessel filled up yeah um and so you're kind of going into an environment where you're like seeking to help others so you can get that reassurance um for yourself yeah and so it's it's quite a strong practice to be like no dude you need to take care of yourself before yeah. you can give out because you can't um have those two um mixing absolutely Absolutely. Now, I wanted to, um, oh, I mean, there's so much amazing stuff that we have talked about in the past and, and today, but I, there were two things in particular after your self-care that I wanted to ask you about in terms of um, self-care. Um, the first was wearing hijab, which I know you have shared some really beautiful thoughts with me before um, about how and why this is self-care for you um and i found it interesting that the word hijab um doesn't actually mean headscarf it's more kind of about a curtain or a partition or and so you don't wear a hijab you wear hijab it, it's that kind of um partitioning and, and keeping something um and that you know you've talked to me and, and I've read about women feeling that it's such an empowering act. It's such a act of cultural solidarity, um, that, that there's such beauty in the, the modesty and the outspokenness of it. Um, so yeah, I wanted to ask you, what does it mean to you to wear hijab? Sure. So I think, um, my views of hijab have definitely changed over time, just learning about my religion. Mm -hmm. And even when I was learning about my religion, it wasn't about learning about the hijab, it was other things. And so it only fitted really well with me to wear the hijab um, at the beginning because it showed this is my identity. Mm -hmm. um, and over time, it's kind of changed. And so at the beginning, when it was the idea of this is my identity, I would have the world I'm so proud of my religion I I want to immerse into um into that um act of um submission or that act of Islam um that it was also a way of me kind of um indicating to the world that I don't want to follow the mainstream 
rules and I became aware of what is the standard um, perceptions that society views, um, views of females. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of digged a little bit deeper and thought, okay, when I was in high school, um, I always thought that I needed to have my hair really beautifully, I needed to wear really beautiful makeup, um, that, you know, my my beauty is in the presence of, of a male staring at me. Um, and later on, I kind of started to question that. I was like, hold on, what does that give me? You know, um, so it challenged me to think, uh, okay, you know, my my hair is so precious, my beauty is so precious that it doesn't need to be in front of the general public, mm-hmm. that it, it's for me to want to preserve it. Um, and so um, being a little bit more conscious in my decision-making of, okay, um, wanting to cover it a little bit because I value it and I want to preserve it and that there is, this guideline on how how to preserve your beauty and who to offer your beauty to and that the beauty that the idea of beauty in Islam is um it's mentioned so many times that oh my god when you're in a relationship with 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 a husband that there should be an element of beautifying yourself for that person Mm-hmm. So that there, there came this idea of oh okay so the beauty is in this element it's in this area so it kind of gave me that peace of mind of okay this is this is where my beauty should be served and later on I found myself going into a form of um, feminism and thinking like you know that I don't want to be under a male gaze yeah. and I value my body I value um, what I have to offer before my beauty being in in front of it um and so that's where my conscious decision making of what I wear how I dress how I um, interact with people Mm -hmm. um, that element that you mentioned about the hijab um not being not being this but it's being um immersed into um a um having a hijab in in form of my mannerism as well Mm. and that's something that's mentioned in the Quran for men that they also have a hijab and the hijab then means that they lower their gaze when they're interacting with the opposite gender that there is this um kind of um reframement or kind of this acknowledgement that um your beauty is precious and I value it and I respect it and therefore, my my interaction with you is in in that I I only interact with you in that kind of word interactions, or I don't um, go into flirtations or anything like that. So that's where, as well, for men, the hijab comes into. Um, and yeah, it's definitely given me um, a lot of um, empowerment to be able to be distinguished from other people simply by um, head covering that represents um, my my faith. Mm. Um, I know I was speaking to the, um, a member at my university of the LGBT community and they were like, if only there was an element that I could communicate to the public that they could know I am an LGBT person, mm. if only. Um, isn't that amazing? I love that. I've never heard that that perspective before. It's awesome, and it is such a self um, expressionist way. Because like for yourself, when I was watching looking at your tattoo, I was like, oh "My God, these are amazing!" And I love it. I love the meaning. I love how it means so much to you, and it's that self expression. And I think that what for me as well is that job is this expression to the world, and that it's an instant expression of this is your faith um and having that interaction with people and getting to know you know what their self-expression is it's just as precious as well so um yeah thank you oh my god I'm tearing up here I I love that um thank you Tam for just sharing that but it's 
I love that idea of that self-expression and that it is, a, a, like you said, for me, I love the tattoos because it's instantly people are like, okay, I know that you're about something. What does she mean to you? And it's the same. It's And there's a fine line because um, people can jump to conclusions, which you don't appreciate as well. But um, I think when people come with an open heart and good intentions that it kind of cuts through a lot of um, small talk to be like, wow, I see that you're a woman who has um, such conviction in her faith that you choose to wear that with you by, you know, all day long. You pray five times a day. Tell me about that. Like I'm interested in this way that you're living your life. Um, yeah. so thank you for framing it like that. I really love that. No worries. Thank you. Thank you for having that um, intuitive ear because yeah. it's a little bit missing, but um, it's it's great to have those diamond moments where we can interact and have these conversations and not be, you know, and let go of all those biased thoughts that we had or pre presumed thoughts that we thought um of others and just yeah. being able to take that deep breath in and be like, okay, let me walk in your shoes. What is this? Yeah. And going through that self-care is it is it is in a way of um having that conversation as well. Like I feel yeah. like just me and you having a conversation about self-care, it's self-care for us because we're kind of nurturing who we are. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. And I get to know more about me through knowing more about you. Like you reflect these things back to me. I'm like, oh yeah. Like maybe I didn't go into the tattoo shop and say, help me express myself better. But actually you reflect to me. That's exactly what it is. It's me trying to say to the world, this is who I am. Please know me as this. Like this is what I want to be known for. Um, yeah, and I love what you said there as well, that I think it's so easy to talk about judgment and non-judgment and but I feel like for me every day I deepen into my practice of letting go of judgment and that it can be as simple as saying like a, a kind of judgmental question like do you like wearing a hijab or an open-ended non-judgmental like tell me about wearing it and that on the opposite, when you're receiving that question, like, God, those tattoos, like, blah, blah, or, wow, I can see they mean something to you. Tell me about that. We open ourselves and each other up to kind of to that deepening that we're talking about. Definitely. Yeah. So, sorry, you go. It's so amazing how um, just the idea of self-care and what we've kind of been told, like I think in the beginning my journey of self-care was like Google, we're like, okay, what is self-care? Okay, what are different rituals that I can do that self-care? And then now I mean like, whoa, like actually self-care has already, already been there but I haven't made that conscious awareness of connecting the two together. And it's just those like, looking into I feel like for me self-care is like looking into what's in my daily routine mm. and actually saying okay you know what this is self-care I just haven't noticed it when I'm brushing my teeth as simple as that I'm not brushing it because okay I guess I am brushing my teeth because I have to and it's a routine to keep my teeth clean but I'm doing it because I'm doing it for me because I value me yeah and that self-worth that we get, or we connect um, to self-care, um, it just switches things around so much. Like, yeah. It changes your day and you become, the more you become conscious of, okay, you know, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? Yeah. Connecting to self-care. And that I, think, I think as well that actually reminds me of how it's taught in our religion as well that you you're, you have to constantly be mindful of God um, and that you're, you're um, keeping your tongue moist on remembrance of God, whether okay. it's um, little things that you say or just having that conscious reminder um, of who he is 
and I've been able to embed that in my, into my daily routine as well. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it would just be that I'll walk past, um, you know, a couple of flowers and I think to myself, God made those flowers for me. Yeah. God he made them smell so beautiful just for me. And it's just that acknowledgement that I have with who God is and who I am and how precious I am. Because yeah. if we are, humans are just the most amazing and precious thing that God has ever made. And just being able to just be more of that and just pulling out different things as well and even just observing. Like, well, I was just like sitting there watching someone and they like drove, they went on their motorbike with this heavy laptop bag, came all this way to volunteer to help the community. Wow, what would God see in her? It's just that amazing um, sacrifice that she's doing. Yeah. Um, and that in return, she's, she's getting a sense of peace from serving others. She's getting a sense of self-care, yeah. knowing others are being cared for. So, it's amazing how um, I've shifted into knowing what it is to, oh, God, I have to do my self-care, mm. to being like, whoa, self-care has always been there. I just need to um, label it and just be conscious of it. Ah, thank you, Tam. It, it's so true. I, I, I see it all the time that women, like you said, we're doing it. We're doing it. And yet we think it's something completely different and we're not doing that. We're not going and getting a massage every week. But actually when we look into our day that we do see, first of all, that there's things in there which we can name as self-care and receive as self-care. I think that's the kind of that next bit of like, I will let you nourish me. Like I will receive the nutrients from seeing a flower you know, like really drink that in. And then I think it turns to being like this, almost a game of like, where else can I see it? Where do I find that goodness in my day? And it becomes such a lens to see life with. But then that I, you know, I call them snippets, but it's, I, I, I feel really, my mind feels a bit racing with this, like praying five times a day, noticing the little things. Like I really think self-care is not a block amount of time. It is this constant just being open to that beauty. And and I think you touched on as well that that gratitude then plays a big part on it, of it. You know, seeing someone who comes over on a motorbike with a heavy laptop and just be, you know, you could just go, oh, cool, well, we needed help. or to like see the beauty in that and again receive it and really name it of like I really appreciate what you did I you know that fills us up as well I find great nourishment as the more that I can lean into that gratitude and that noticing that that becomes a a a form of self-care as well definitely yeah. It's a shame these conversations don't happen at an early stage, but it's great to have that discovery and learn from ourselves later on. And I like so thank you so much. Like it's just so amazing to have these conversations as well. Oh, oh absolutely. And I think we keep having them, don't we? They're over the weekend, I think the long weekend and I had the girls home, you know, for, actually they were home on Friday because one of them was sick. And so I felt like they were just saying, I want, I want, I want so much. And I said, okay. Before I say we say I want over the weekend, can we first say I'm grateful for so that we can notice what we've got before we start saying what we want? And it was just small and it didn't work all weekend. But I think you're right that we can all the time just be taking it to other people as well, can't we? To um, Because it's not just that it's good manners. I'm not interested really in that, but it feels good to notice what we have rather than to chase that next thing that we want. And that kind of goes into what I've just come out of. I came out of Ramadan and it was that was the big um, part for me as well where it was acknowledging, like, I actually don't need a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I was I was doing um, a bit of a class with the kids, the youth, um, about the spiritualness of fasting 
And um, it was just amazing when I looked into how I, I noticed what fasting was to what it actually meant for me, <clears throat> to what it actually is offering me, mm. um, those three different things. And it was in that moment where um, discovering fasting as a self-care mm. um, and there was there's a lot of research and I've tapped into a guy who just did that for a form of expression experience that um, just experimenting mm-hmm. and found that he was able to connect to his self-consciousness quite um, quite quickly when he was fasting okay. he was able to just shut down you know all these negative thoughts he was able to just ha- by having that empty stomach and the consciousness of okay um i'm not allowing food or water to come through my body um because i value my body and i want to give it a rest and having that consciousness he became more conscious of choosing his thoughts and he became more conscious of what he did he did with his time mm-hmm. he became more conscious of um you know how he interacted with other people and that was something that fasting in another religion was teaching us like saying mm-hmm. like hey you don't need food for this amount of time actually it's better for you to not have it scientifically mm-hmm. really health reasons mm-hmm. but what you really do need in one month in one month is having a consciousness of depending on God mm-hmm. because it is purely for for you and no one else and so being in a state of reliance and um, having that experience for one month it really did um, change my a few habits of mine um, that you know I don't no longer look out for calling up a friend so often and asking for advice or trying to figure out what to do with my life. I take that deep breathing and I just make a little prayer or connect to God and I rely on him. Um, and it's in those reliance where I feel a sense of connection, um, a sense of groundedness as mm-hmm. well um, to the earth, to a higher being. <clears throat> and that, <clears throat> that allows me to understands you know where I'm at that I that I can't even um that I can't even regulate my breath breathing mm-hmm. that if it was too much air I was suffocate if it was too little air I would die also that is in my dependence on a higher being who has allowed this air to form just the right amount of amount for all creatures to survive that my reliance becomes um, on a higher power, on a higher being, um, and it's and it's in those moments where I kind of be like, "Hey, gotcha," um, and it is a very um, self-soothing element of of Ramadan that we kind of went through. Mm. Thank you, and thank you for segueing so beautifully for me because that was the the next thing I wanted to turn to was Ramadan and the month of fasting as a form of self care, and you've so beautifully reflected to us how that works and what that looks like for you, um, and yeah, I, I, it it's it's amazing that it's kind of set as a Every year we're all going to do this and, again, it's that sense of doing it together um, and at that depth of, I, I, as you were speaking, that we don't need food and water but we do need that deepening into our relationship with, with God, um, which is a pretty amazing kind of message but also to have that built into the yearly calendar um, really says, a lot doesn't it it's yeah beautiful and it is very soul searching as well it's kind of like that reflection that you would have at the beginning in the middle and towards the end where you kind of communicate what what stage am I in with my connection to God Mm -hmm. and what things 
do I need to get rid of? What bad habits do I need to get rid of? And what new habits do I need to introduce? Mm. Um, yeah, it is. There is a very uh, a communal um, kind of connection that we get as well to Ramadan. I was speaking to my like, what do you love about Ramadan? She mm. was like, I love the prayer. But um, after I finished breaking my fast mm. an hour later, that prayer time that I have, we do that at the mosque. And it's just so, it's just so beautiful having um, different cultures sat next to you, different ages, different um, walks of life sat next to you and you just feel so connected. Mm-hmm. It's just like heart to heart that you're having when you're sitting next, standing next to someone and you're, you're saying the same words, you're moving the same way. Um, and your connection to the person next to you is because we're one, we're one, we're one, we're one soul. Um, and yeah, it is, and even um, breaking the fast as well, there's always, you know, friends saying, hey, come over my house, let's break fast together, going to the mosque as well where there's just a broken house, everyone brings a plate of food and be like, whoa, this is amazing, it's good to taste. Bangladeshian food, Indian, Indonesian, African, Afghan, all these different types of cuisines all in one day. And you have that conversation as well with them and you're like, hey, how is your fast going? How are you? Where are you from? And it's just a very, um, being very open. Yeah. Sorry, what was that? A very opening um, moment. Yeah. And so just on the practicalities, it's from sun up to sundown. Is that right? You don't yeah. eat or drink. Yeah. And then you break the fast with a date and some water. Is that right? It is a prophetic way of breaking the fast with um, a date or a water. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't have anything, just go with anything. Yeah. I've done that at uni when I'm like, hey, just got a mint, to got a rest. So and then so you have dinner and then so it's kind of eating dinner and then do you eat in the morning before the sun comes up or not really? Yeah, so we wake up just before the sun sets. Mm-hmm. We try to eat then as well. Yeah. Um, but it is it's quite amazing. Every person I've spoken to, they're like, I always put on weight during Ramadan. I don't know what it is. Even though I'm, you know, fasting is just that and it's just such a um it's such a funny, funny feeling because you feel like you're depriving yourself, but yeah. really you're not because you're having a five-course meal almost. Um, like when you break your fast, I usually eat my dinner, then in the middle, uh, two hours later I eat again, and then I eat again and again and again. So it's always like eating small portions of these yeah. big meals. Um, and I think that goes with anything as well, this sense of, feeling deprived and that's what I get when I'm going through Ramadan. I feel a sense of, oh my God, I've really deprived my soul of so many goodness. Yeah. And this is my conscious way of stopping those because it's not a week, it's not a day either, it's a month. And yeah. one month really um, changes a lot of things. People come out of it really changed. Um, and then also it's a blessing because some people say, you know, to change a habit, it takes three months. Mm. But when that one month finishes, we have another um, virtuous act of worship afterwards. Mm. And then on top of that, we have another one. Nice. So it really does elongate that act of worship for three months on this. Right. Um, and it's it's amazing knowing that it's it's been prescribed for me almost like a medicine that I need to take but it's just I have to tap into okay am I sick to like and getting into that rhythm of I need this yeah I need this as a form of self-care totally totally I th- I as you're speaking I, I'm hearing that as well that it's kind of something much bigger than us has said this is what you need this is the soul this is the nourishment, this is the food for your soul, like leave the food and, and attend to this um, for the month and, and afterwards and that we'll come back to this again because 
you know, next year you'll need it again. It, it's just such a beautiful, just kind of gentle and just, um, you know, wise, but also you can kind of feel that real tenderness of just like, it's okay. This isn't a once in a lifetime thing. This is, I'm going to go back to it. And we'll go, and you know, I just love that, that, um, and you're going to need people around you to do this. And, you know, but, but, and I'll, I'll build all these beautiful things into it because I know you'll need these, but I know actually what you need is all within you. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's an amazing, and it's interesting, like in, I'm not sure if it's all Christianity or, you know, as a, a Catholic, you have Lent where you give something up for the lead up um, to Easter. Um, and I'm sure that traditionally that that would have been a fasting, but now, you know, it turns into, oh, I won't drink wine or I'm not going to eat chocolate or I'm going to give up a habit for that time. But this idea of fasting is is a cross face that there's something, it feels like, you know, that when you take away food and drink that, that they're not just kind of the answers that we go to. You know, you can often feel like, oh, I feel a bit, uh, and you're like, I think I need something to eat. But actually if that's not there, then it's like, okay, what's under that? That's kind of I imagine within Ramadan that you have to keep going deeper and deeper to see what's there. Yeah, and it gets ugly sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it is that connection with self, isn't it? That really that I, I, I mean, what well, I imagine, but I, do you, you come out of it feeling a strong connection, a, a, your sense of self is, um, is that a kind of, yeah. I do feel a sense of peace within myself and I think it's great that I can actually give that peace out but majority of times a lot of people are like I'm going to miss it. It's almost like we almost fail well Ramadan as well. Yeah. And the last day is actually quite, um, quite interesting quite important as well because especially for me um because in those last 10 days that's been the mercy of god is that every act that you do is amplified in court um by 70,000 so any act that you do and it's even like that so a lot of people um what they do is they actually stay at the mosque for about 10 nights okay just like um, it's very similar to the Buddhism way of staying in the temple. Yeah. And it's so, so precious knowing that, oh, there's these connections that I have with my religion. Yeah. Really make that idea um, humanity connection. So um, some people stay at the mosque for that whole 10 nights or they might stay a few nights, but those 10 nights are precious because you, there's one night that you don't know what night it is. It's um, angels kind of come down on her and that any prayer that you make, God actually writes, okay, these are the prayers that I'm going to give you. So that's why a lot of people, when they break their fast, those 10 nights, they stay up for worship, whether it's reading um, a, a lecture or putting their hands up and just make us they mean to praying as well and praying as solar that I was mentioning before mm. um, and and then reading the Quran and all those acts um, just takes you away from the materialism mm. of this world um, and it is mentioned that you know in order for you to go into that state you actually have to let go of everything so mm. You have to limit your conversations with other people or only conversations that is necessary um, or needed. Or if you need to go outside of the mosque, it has to be for a, a particular necessity. Mm-hmm. If there would be decay, I need to go and have a shower or I need to get clothes or stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> and so being in that state and immersing yourself in that state of humility and submission and um, that act of worship it just takes you away from the materialism of the world mm-hmm. and not being concerned about what how much of sleep I need you know what are the type of clothes that I need to buy you know money 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 food 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 um 
whatever that um, that is that goes into our um, conditioning um, yeah. every day that we actually separate it from that and we just stay we stay in that mask and we just submit and we just cleanse ourselves so it's it, it is that that's a very powerful moment for me every time I go there's always a gem that I get mm. you know while I'm just sitting there the act of pondering and reflecting there's always something that I come out and like whoa like that's quite profound it's almost like for me it's almost like I go in there and it's like okay god what do I need to learn give me just and it's just me being in a state of reflection that's it yeah so quite powerful when you're in that I am when you're just by yourself Mm. and in that place of quiet isn't it and and just that open and willingness and um yeah yeah I think that that really resonates and, and feels familiar to me of just that feeling of when I take time to meditate, when I take time to journal, just to go within and, and that feeling of, of just needing to do the quiet things um, that really that sometimes we just need to let the noise and the, the to-do just go and, and that food and water is not only a, it, it's, it's a practical thing but it's also it's kind of a um, it's a metaphor for other things isn't it the daily stuff that we think is necessary but what can we actually do without so thank you so much Tam I think we have been going for quite some time but we have uh, talking about gems coming through it's just talking to you is is such a joy it really uh, you reflect and you give such wisdom and and I'm um so grateful for your generosity in, in sharing all of that with us um so i'll pop the details down below of where people can find you so that they can um keep in touch with all the amazing stuff that you're doing and and i always love seeing your reflections pop up on um facebook or you know just that that can come through and it often comes at the right moment it's like ah, oh, thank you for that reminder so <laughs> I will pop that there. And I'm just going to invite people to have a think and I'll remind them of this. But I, one of the, the themes that has really come through today listening to you is, is that process that you've spoken about a couple of times of just noticing what is already in your life and naming it, labelling it as self-care. And so I really, that's my takeaway action, um, invitation to all of you today is just to reflect and to have a look at what in your life are you not naming as self-care but could name as self-care. Um, so I'd love to hear down below. Leave us a comment with that. Um, but with that, Tam, is there anything else that you have to say before we sign off? No, thank you so much, Claire, for like having this um, platform where we can have this conversation. It just really bridges the gaps um and those curiosities that we have with different people different cultures being able to connect to each other and just have, you know basic things like self-care and passion um so thank you so much yeah oh, thank you thank you so much Tamina. it has been just a joy and i feel so topped up and i can't wait to um see what comes next um but with that we will leave you until next time and i hope you have a week filled with joy and peace big love see you later bye thank you so much for joining me for this salty hair self-care conversation i hope you are feeling nourished connected a sense of aliveness the way talking about ideas does and maybe wow i didn't realize there were other people who felt like this too If that's you, you may be interested in our Salty Hair Self-Care membership, a beautiful, inclusive community of women, monthly online circles and gatherings, regular prompts and inspiration, and a sense of belonging and being surrounded by others who are also exploring what it means to take care of themselves. Membership is currently $25 a month, and that'll be going up to $40 a month shortly. There's a link below to come and join us. 
If you're listening on iTunes, I would love you to subscribe, rate and leave a review. That helps others find these conversations too. And finally, I would love to connect with you over on Facebook and Instagram at Salty Hair Self Care. Until next week, keep weaving joy and peace into your day. Bye.